0: Hello out there ladies and gentlemen, this is John Abraham of the John Don't Know Show. Hope y'all are doing today. It is good today. It is Friday the 10th, December 2021. And today I wanted to talk about, um, earlier we used to do, early on this show we used to do uh, coverage of stories that I found interesting and stuff. And these last couple of episodes I've done more interview type styles with uh, my friends and uh, some interesting people I've met. So, uh, instead today we're just gonna go over some stories and stuff, you know. Uh, my show is is gonna be constantly evolving this early time of it, so uh, I'm gonna experiment and see what people like and stuff. Um, I kind of like talking about the news all the time, right? So, when I, so that's mostly what it'll be about. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do a variety of kind of things, you know, because uh, I really don't know what this is about. <laughs> This show, okay, that's why I call it the John Doe No Show, because I'm gonna explore different venues. It's gonna be uh, a different variety of things. So I just wanted to let y'all know and stuff if y'all stick around. So appreciate all my listeners. I know that I got a few out there, and uh, since every day it's every episode keeps on growing more and more. So uh, thank you to all my audience members, and I pre- really appreciate you all listening to what I have to say, my uh, dumb comedian self. So. Uh, let's get started then guys. Like I said, uh, today is the 10th of December. It is the second week of December and we're gonna cover some stuff that happened this week. Okay. So our first story is with, uh, Joel Olstein. Now, I don't know if you know who this Joel Olstein is. He is a uh, televangelist type character in, uh, who's out of Houston. He runs one of the large, it's gotta be the largest one there. Mega church. With called the let me see, Life Ministries I believe it is called, Lakewood. I'm sorry, it's called Lakewood Church, out of Houston, and it's, and it started off as pretty small. His it was a family church. His his dad was one of the founding members. Um, but since then it has blown up. It came out of uh the early '90s when televangelism was hitting on. And Joel Osteen and his family really rode that train and, and 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 took it to amazing amazing heights. Joel Osteen himself has only been operating the church for about twenty twenty years now, a little bit over twenty years now. But it's it's just a exploded. Um, it's gone from about fifty. I'm sorry, about five thousand members to about forty three thousand members so it's, it's it's blown up um and now it's to the point where it's so big that they had to uh, abide the old houston astro center let me see i'm sorry the houston rockets uh center the compact center where the houston rockets would play basketball in right and he so it's this big huge mega church and everyone who goes there uh has says it's it's just a real beautiful place. It's it's top quality. It's um no expense was made. You know it's a really nice looking facility, and stuff. Um, it's a huge house. The the. He also got some uh, heat back in, when I first started doing comedy in about two thousand seventeen, when Hurricane Harvey was flooding the area and. Joel Osteen had locked the mega church doors, and a lot of people were complaining, like, "Hey, man, you got this big old house, and uh, you know, and letting the homeless people in, right? You're supposed to be a, a church." So, uh, he's been getting a lot of uh, he got a lot of uh, heat for that, you know. But a lot of people don't know, you know, like like, and and not not just that. There's a lot of people who he's he's one of these prosperity gospel preachers, you know, who goes out there and, and preaches about planting your seed. Uh, your financial seed in the church and watching it grow right and there's a lot of talk in the community in, in the community the christian community is like are these guys hustlers are these you know because <laughs> is jesus really about that was jesus really about like collecting money and, and and just you know building a real big house and having all these cars and all these stuff right was was jesus really about that you know a lot of places says that it's not right. Like I mean, in the Bible it says, you know, um, it's easier for a what is it for a camel to get to the eye of an eel than it is for a rich man to get into the kingdom of God. You know, so, um, is is it right what all these prosperity gospel preachers are are preaching what they're doing? You know, because at the end of the day, that's someone else's money. You know, um. Uh, they're giving it voluntarily, but still, like, like, is, is he tricking these people? You know, um, it's up to you to decide. I, I I don't know. I really don't. Um, he looks kind of he looks a little hustlery, in my opinion. Like you see his pictures and stuff, he looks a little shady, man. Like he looks, <laughs> but I don't know. I've never met the guy, right? So it's 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 it's, it's hard for me to make say and make a an accurate judgment of him. But he was in the news this week because, <laughs> um, well, uh, it, it's it's a story came out a few days ago on a news radio in Houston that the topic was, hey, the the DJ or the yeah the DJ was like, hey, people uh, call in and tell me what's the most valuable thing you ever found, you know? Well, uh, he had a really interesting caller and talked about this one time he was at you know. Um, he was at Lakewood Church uh, doing construction on a toilet, and uh, it was loose, so they had to take the toilet out and remove some tile to fix it and stuff. And inside the walls, fell out about 500 envelopes, just full of money. it Ended up all totaling being about 600 thousand dollars. And um, he immediately, this plumber immediately reported it uh, to the author- to the church uh, elders, I guess, the, the maintenance crew, right? First the maintenance crew, he said, and then the they reported it to the church elders, and then um, he also reported it to uh, law enforcement. Um, well, turn and, and so he's on the radio telling this, these people that story, right? And what turns out around that time was November 2014. A few months earlier, um, some somebody had had robbed money about over half a million dollars out of Joel Olstein's safe in the church. Right. So, um, they had put out a reward asking if anybody had, uh, had any information that could lead to the finding and the arrest of the, of the person who stole the money. Well, um, turns out he never got that reward diploma. Uh, in i'm not I'm not too certain if he didn't know if that's why he didn't know or not, and some people have been pushing that, hey man, maybe he should be getting it this time, right uh and he didn't, and the church was like, No, I'm sorry, there was an expiration on the date on on when uh we'll be given out money or the reward right so and I guess it was past that exploration which i think that's that's not, that's crazy like i mean these people got money you know <laughs> i mean twenty thousand dollars isn't nothing to these guys they just had they just found half a million dollars in the in the restroom wall like what's in the <laughs> what's in the living room walls what's in the bedroom walls you know like what's in the uh, the office walls you know <laughs> like what's under the couch man if you dig under the under the dog houses man you're gonna find some more money a couple hundred more millions like <laughs> you know like uh, they they could have thrown them like like twenty grand, man. Even that, maybe just to shut him up, you know, real quick. It'll be good to, for PR and stuff. But no, they didn't. So, um, and so that was crazy. Well, then a couple of days later, right? We move on to a couple days later, and there was a guy on. Let me see. There was a guy on TikTok who I I don't know I guess he just saw Joel Olstein. Um, he just saw Joel Olstein out and about in the in the in the wild, you know, and he wanted to uh, do a TikTok video. And the guy goes by the name Nick and Soph. That's Nick and S O P H, soft with the P H, and. He, he was like, Hey Joe Olstein, how's it going, Joe Olstein? And right when him and Joe Olstein are in the uh, are in the TikTok video, he says, Hey Joe Olstein, you know you're a piece of shit, right? <laughs> and Joe Olstein just like walks away. He keeps on he keeps on asking, him, you know you're a piece of shit, right? And Joe Olsman just like grins and just walks away, right? And this guy he walks off and he's like, he knows he's a piece of shit. <laughs> and, then, and then the TikTok video ends, right? It's and while this TikTok video blows up, gets over like six million views in like two or three days you know so it's going viral uh and then um well this guy ends up losing his job right and, and so he puts another tiktok video hey you know i lost my job if anyone wants to buy me a beer because of because of the video right um if anyone wants to buy me a beer it's cool you know i appreciate it and and then so like this like now now people know that he lost his job. People are like, Hey man, can we give you money? Can we send you money? What's going on? You know, do you want us to start a fundraiser for you? And he was like, No, dude, don't even worry about it, man. I'm I'm okay. Um I'll uh, but what you can do is let's let's uh I'm gonna use, let's I'm gonna do a GoFundMe so you could uh raise money for the homeless in California. And in Houston, you know, which is Joe Olstein's city, you know, so, so, so that was pretty crazy. Like, um, And the amount that he wants to raise is $20,000, right? The same amount that uh, Joe this church doesn't want to pay the, the reward to. So, God, that's crazy, man. So, you got to think about this whole thing, right? Like, who, who's... Who, Who's in the right? Who's in the wrong? Like, I mean, if there was money missing, if you tell me there's money missing over half a million dollars and then you find over half a million dollars in the restroom, you know, like, you know, the restroom walls, well, then, you know, you found your money, you know, uh, the, the investigation is still open, o- open, open uh by uh the lakewood church right they're having their own investigation and also houston sheriff's department is having their own investigation they're both open so um it's it's some questions are going to be asked and stuff and and i don't know if anything else is going to happen guys i mean he's joel olston he's he's one percent now right so i mean a lot of people go to his church. he's probably a big pillar in the community he's um he probably does uh you know, makes a lot of donations to, to, to people and stuff. Um, he's he's probably real well connected. And I don't know, man. Like this guy, I think uh, he hasn't made a comment that I've been able to find, right? So, but if you look at his his Twitter, I mean, he has it's it's all these things. It's like you are are, are chosen by God to to, to great things, and, and you know, you are chosen this, and you you God has put these things uh, struggles in your life so you could overcome them and stuff. And I always get really worried with some of these preacher types man because I think they really how do I explain it like they start to drink the Kool-Aid too much, you know? They really get addicted on 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 putting themselves between you and God. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like like there was they think that they're the chosen prophets, you know? Like especially like this guy is making over a million dollars he probably got a little bit of an ego, you know, <laughs> like he's probably like, uh, he probably, he, he really probably thinks that, that, that he's been ordained by God to be as successful as he was. I mean, why, why would he not, you know, like, <laughs> like, like he's seen the results. So it's, it's, it's crazy to th- think that, um, that I, I don't think he's a grifter. I really, well, I do a little, but I, I really do think he believes what he's saying. You know, for good or bad, I do believe that he believes what he is saying. <laughs> so, um let's see. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, should you worry about this? You know, the whole, the whole, the, the, the guy, uh, the cat who Nick and Soft, right? Like, should he have made that video? Um, I wouldn't. I mean, if that's his opinion dude if you don't like joel uh olstein well then he should be allowed to say that right like it's it's crazy that they would fire him over something personal over his personal opinion and stuff you know i mean that that to me sounds a little bit cancel culture really you know like <laughs> you don't like someone's beliefs so you fire him over it or is it that they're firing him over because he's being disrespectful and rude to like you know someone they appreciate you know the community maybe his boss is like a joel olstein fan or something you know, and and then that video just went, like, super viral. And, and, you know, they they got scared that, like, people who knew Joel's thing would be in the store or the, or the company and stuff and really have, like, bad uh, impression of it because they have that guy hired there. Mm. Oh, no, man. I don't know, man. I mean, I think that, oh, God, man, I feel really bad for the plumber, dude, because that guy, like... You find money, like <laughs> you turn it in, you do all the right stuff, man, and then they screw you over, and then don't don't even give you like a little bit a a payday, you know, not 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 even like a here, man, here's some gas money or, you know, like what the hell, <laughs> like he was there doing his job and stuff, so, yeah. um, I wish I wish he would have come out with a with a better outcome in this whole story, but. I thought it was super interesting, man. It's going off on, on you know, all the memes are coming out and stuff. You know, I saw this funny one where uh you know, Jesus is like flipping over a table and he's like, Where's my money? <laughs> Where's my money, Joel Osteen? <laughs> There's a lot of ones. I saw one that was like, Joe Olsting is a Pablo Escobar of of Christianity. So you really gotta you really gotta watch it and and who who you're trusting and stuff with and if you're Christian, it's fine. I'm Christian too, I guess. Um, definitely culturally, I was, I was raised at and stuff. Um, I'm not. I'm not as practice. I don't practice as often as I, as I think, like other people who I'd say are probably more qualified to be claim their Christian practice. You know. So, uh, but I'll take my mom to church on Easter and stuff. So, what's up? <laughs> All right, guys, so let's see. Um, well, uh, that's that's the whole Joel Osteen debacle. We'll see where it goes from there and stuff. But there's a lot of other stories that have been going on, you know. Um, here, I'm not just going to do... I want to do that one because it was covering Texas. But, you know, a lot of other stuff has been going on, too, all over this country. Another thing that recently happened, right, in the news... I don't call myself... I'm like a news commentator. A community communi- commentator, right? So... Um, another story about the news in general was well, Chris Mo Cuomo, Chris Cuomo. Ah, this whole story. I don't know if you know who Chris Cuomo is right. He is a news anchor, or he was a news anchor at CNN, and he was the brother of the former governor of New York. Now the he was, so let's start with his brother, right? Um, now, during the height of COVID, his brother was, it's a whole weird thing, man, his brother. Um, so, I guess, no, man, let's start even further than that, right? These guys are both sons of uh, another governor or mayor, right? Like, their father was governor and mayor. So, it's a political dynasty, almost, that they got going on, too. Um, and then, so now, Andrew, Andrew Cuomo is the older brother who's a governor, right? Or he was he he was governor when COVID started, and he was there was a lot of he got a lot of heat because he was one of the people who responsible for letting people who had tested positive, elderly people who had tested positive for COVID back into nursing homes, which just led to the deaths of a bunch of people, you know. He was also accused of. um Using state funded monies to do researches about how he had beaten COVID. (laughs) How, how, not just him personally, but like, uh, like him as a governor in, in how he won the war against COVID. And this is like in March to 2020, like when COVID was just starting. So, like he's talking, he's writing a book about beating COVID, and COVID ain't even, ain't even done. Like we never, we didn't even see the highest, like, uh, COVID rates yet at that point, you know? And, um, but the final thing, the horse that, that, you know, or the straw that broke the horse's back was he, uh, uh, sexual allegations and stuff. Um, there was a former state trooper, I guess, that he asked, he had hired to, uh, provide personal security and stuff. And I guess, uh, allegations were that he was uh there was sexual harassment and stuff um i don't know we don't we don't know uh, that's between them but there was enough heat on him at the time for him to um resign um a lot of people everyone was asking him to drive the president was asking him to uh, to resign the governor almost like every state official in new york every elected official in new york on the democrat side um asked them, to resign, so he resigned, right, um, well, during all this, his brother was a news anchor, at the top, the Cuomo show, or something like that, I forgot what it was called, the, the Cuomo spin, the 24-hour Cuomo, or something like that, <laughs> um, hmm. this guy had been having, a uh, his brother Andrew on all the time, just talking about, oh, we're beating COVID, and, you know, um, you got to do this. You guys being real chummy on him and portraying him in a in a positive light. But as soon as like all these allegations, why he has to resign? Uh, Chris Cuomo can't talk and and stuff. You know, he 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 says he has to pull back because it'd be biased for him to be saying anything about his brother. Um, but then now we if find it comes out i believe last week that or not last week but um uh that he, it's been a probably a few weeks now it came out that he was actually advising his brother on how to do press talks um when it came to uh, all these allegations we were talking about earlier you know the sexual harassment the sending uh elderly back into the um nursing homes so i mean this guy he's 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 helping his brother i mean that's conflict of interest as hell man this is uh the media working with elected official to to do cover-ups okay and to and to um and to propagate you know that's what that is that's what that is you know and it's too close man like like chris cuomo never should have been interviewing his brother never should his brother on to talk at all you know or if he's gonna do that, well, then he should probably cover the bad stuff too, you know. But um, so uh, these these reports that he was helping his brother get get over, um, do these interviews and, pre- and 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 talk to the news and stuff, uh, they got out and at first I believe last Friday, CNN said that Chris Cuomo was gonna be going. On indefinite hiatus. A few days later, some allegations of sexual harassment came out for <laughs> Chris Cuomo. So then, a CNN was like, "No, no, you're, you're, you, we gotta let you go now." So now he's been officially fired. And and this is like Chris Cuomo is the number one show on CNN. He's the one person everyone liked, I guess, uh, or the most popular on that on that station, you know, like, the other one is Don Lemon, and, uh, no one even knows Don Lemon, no one even likes Don Lemon, Don Lemon's a lemon, (laughs) he's just a human lemon, Don Lemon. Mm. So, now, let's see, and then, um, okay, so he gets fired, right, well, now, Chris Cuomo. It just came out today that he's gonna sue CNN for breach of contract. Ain't that crazy? Ain't that crazy? Like, yeah, because apparently, um, he had a uh uh for eighteen million dollars. He had, he had three years left on his deal, uh, each for six million dollars, right? Each year for six million dollars. So that's how much he's suing them for, eighteen million dollars, and um, and that is freaking crazy because like. Imagine the gall on doing that, like, like you break public trust, <laughs> and then, and then like, you know, you, you, you propagate, you know, you, you cover for your brother, okay? Like, you would think that some of these news anchors and news officials would have like, I don't know, what's it called, integrity or something or uh, ethics or something like that, but no, man. Turns out these guys, um, they don't. Definitely not him. I mean, he just wants to. Wants to make 18 million dollars. That is, I mean, how, how would that make you feel? You know, like, would you go for the money? I might go for the money, <laughs> but but yeah, um, so he's gonna be suing him, right? Uh, CNN, and uh, CNN says they have no intention on settling, they're not gonna give him a, a nickel or a dime. So uh, we'll see how it goes. You know, there's a lot of, in these um, big contracts that people sign, there's a lot of morality clauses and stuff. And it's like, if it comes out that you like, you know, beat your wife or, you know, killed your dog or something like that, or punched a baby <laughs> or worse, you know, that we won't have to, we we can fire you and we won't have to pay you and because we don't want to support that kind of thing, right? That's, that's called like a morality clause in contracts and stuff. And so, yeah, that's that is what he did. So I don't know what's with that. What's up with that, man? That is freaking crazy. So, okay, now the next story I got is, um, I just saw this one and it was interesting. I don't know if most of y'all knew me or of me uh, during the 2020 election campaign. The person I was really supporting for and really rooting for, hoping to win, was the Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard. I liked a lot of her foreign policy stuff. Uh, she's a Democrat who who was running on, her biggest thing was ending these Regime change wars, right? So, she's um, she's out of Hawaii. Uh, she's a she's a service. She's a National Guardsman. She's a, she's currently serving, right? So, uh, and that was one of the things that uh the story brought up was, you know, National Guard. You serve you know, one week a month, two weeks a year, and stuff. And I guess right when she was finishing her her weekend a month. Uh, She got out... She's a lieutenant colonel now. Um, And uh, I I guess that's that's pretty impressive, to be honest, I think. Because she's pretty young. I think she's still under 40. So... And into the National Guard. Um, That's pretty impressive. From from what I understand, like, it takes a while to get up to that rank. So... um, uh, But anyways... um, So, uh, she came out for... The 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 task and purpose did an article about um what she had said right because she came out of serv- of uh sorry she finished her weekend her weekend duty right and while she was still in uniform she came out and she said some stuff that might have been political people so this is what she said um this was on. Pearl Harbor, uh, the anniversary of Pearl Harbor, right? Uh, She's been on reserve duty at Fort Bragg, NC, thinking about Japan's attack on Pearl Harbor. My brothers and sisters in arms who perished and how that day of infamy catapulted us into a war which resulted in the death and sufferings of millions of people. And how definitely greater the death and suffering will be if we allow the mainstream media to military-industrial complex, and self-serving politicians to lead us. The apocalypse of World War II, it's time of World War Three. It's time for everyone who cares about their loved ones, other Americans, and all human beings in Wallop to wake up to this very grim reality of what lies ahead if we don't stop them so the the thing uh that that they're bringing up in there is the fact that she was in uniform and was she allowed to say that um in the past while she was running for president she had got into um she ran into concerns with i think she ran into trouble right about if she could do that um there there is she had been told that she had to take down, uh, she couldn't do political ads while in her uniform, or if she did, she had to write disclaimers saying that, you know, the, the DOD, the Department of Defense isn't endorsing her for their candidate, you know? So, uh, she had to put disclaimers in. Now, um, so, here's, here's, and here's what the article say, says, right? Um, her recent, comments likely not likely not only run a foul of military policy that prevents troops from making political statements while in uniform but they could also violate defense department's instructions on wearing military uniforms said retired marine colonel David Lapan, a former Pentagon spokesman the instruction says that service members may not wear military uniforms during or In connections with furthering political activities, private employment, or commercial interests, whether an interference with an interference of official sponsorship by DoD or the military service concerned for the activity or interests may be drawn. Lappin noted that the troops are also strictly prohibited from wearing uniforms when doing. So, many tend to bring discredit upon the military service, Lappin noted. The troops are also strictly prohibited from wearing their uniform while doing... Oh, I'm sorry, I read that part. Okay. The standard could apply to Tulse, to Gabbard's ominous warning in the interview video, said Lappin, who added that Gabbard made these comments while on duty. So, um, I guess what he's saying is that, like, the, the department has regulations and stuff. I mean, pretty much what we went over, right? The depart, the DOD has regulations about soldiers expressing their political opinions or, or, um, cause, cause I guess they'll think it, it causes, uh, confusion on what they think a, that the, the, the service member, the soldier might, be speaking on the entire behalf of the Defense Department, which they don't. All right. And I also might just get like, like people like to write that, you know, uh, people might just um, like just really use that like, oh, look at me. I'm super patriotic. I'm a soldier. Look at my uniform and stuff. You know, people might, might, you know, really take advantage and stuff of, of, of that, of their service status, you know, like, and so that's why there's regulations against this. But I guess the, 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 statement, I guess they really had a problem with was Indian, like that these politicians, the military industrial complex and, you know, mainstream media are going to get us into world war three if they don't like start acting right, you know? And That was her biggest thing during the campaign is she was really against, you know, the, the biggest, the military industrial complex, um, funding lots of money for, uh, to, to keep these wars going, right? Like, cause if there's all these huge companies that are invested in these wars, well, then it's going to be harder for us to end these wars, right? Uh, you know, the other thing is, is the mainstream, media, these, they, they just... Promote good, like they just promote war all the time. The mainstream media. Oh my God, it's it's really gross. What some of these things do, like, like, like the only good times they talk about Trump is is when he was doing war stuff, and then when they started hating Biden is when he he was trying to get us out of war. So, um, it's it's really gross. Like they all promoted the Iraq War. You know, they would call you conspiracy theorist if you did if you weren't for the war, if you weren't for invading Iraq and stuff, like Sean Hannity and and. You know, all these big names on TV would totally just, um, just rip you apart and call you a commie and a terrorist and it, you're in league with the with the Illuminati, the enemy and stuff, you know. So, um, you know, even like Russia Gate, was a big thing about like, you know, uh, um, trying to promote war and stuff. Um, that was the other part of it that nobody really talked about, you know, and they they didn't want. Trump to be friendly with Russia because they wanted him to be really aggressive towards Russia, you know, which, I mean, it was weird because he was. So they were like, you got to even be more aggressive. Um. So, and so, yeah, I mean, they, they promote these these wars, you know, uh, all of those three. And politicians, man, uh, the thing, like, that's, I know a lot of politicians who, who are against the wars, right, man. I don't think not a bunch of these people are really for it. I think a lot of these people just don't, it's an easier answer to say, like, "Hey, let's support the troops and the, and and you know, protect you know, um, our, our, have a, let's defend outside of the United States better, um, rather than coming up with like a foreign policy that is really beneficial to this country that doesn't lead to war, you know, that's probably let's let's instead of, um having a foreign policy that's primarily about domination of resources and geopolitical power why don't we have a foreign policy that's more about uh, trade or you know um other stuff like that uh, technology and stuff Um, capitalism um, you know things that will benefit both countries you know instead of just like just bombing these people all the time (laughs) because that's what a lot of stuff that goes on right like Like if you look, what doesn't, uh, let's see, um, killing these terrorists, which we don't even know if they are terrorists, we don't even know what they're doing, right? Um, We don't don't have a lot of intelligence of of who these people really are, is what I'm trying to say. And um, so if we try to do... So when we, we attack these people, right, when we're going to be like, hey, let's drone and bomb these group of terrorists, man, sometimes they're, they're, we have bad information. You know, there's a lot of reports, man, that came out that we had, we didn't know who we were bombing, you know, we just always bombed, you know, everyone, dude, and then we'll bomb, we'll bomb like weddings and stuff. So that's, that's why we shouldn't be uh, so quick to just bomb stuff. Why don't instead of um, going to war, we promote trade and education and technology. Uh, to these countries, you know, I think instead of sending a bomb, it probably would be better to like send 5G, (laughs) you know, send them cell phones and laptops and, you know, get these guys on YouTube and (laughs) make them become millennials and stuff and, and, and get all stuff like that, you know, Uh, so, but I mean, even, but if you go back to even her statement, uh, it's not even like. Like, she didn't even say why the, why she thinks that. Like, why does she think that we're going to go to World War III? Is it because of what I was saying? I just assume that, like, I, I don't think that too many people really look into foreign policy to understand, like, what would she would have been talking about. Like, I, I, yeah, so it was just, I mean, it was just a real quick video. You see a lot of soldiers on TikTok who are, like, I don't know, doing weird stuff, shaking their butts and, you know. Doing a bunch of weird stuff, you know. I'm looking at me, I'm working out and stuff, and 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 talking crap about their drill sergeants. So I mean, like, if if they could do all that, why can't she talk about? Hey, you know, let's not do the worry stuff too much. But I don't know that that, that was what I'm um, there. That's what I was thinking about uh, when I saw that article, and I just I just wanted to keep up with her too. Um, there's been a lot of criticisms about her lately, how she's leaning more into, uh, like, Reaganism. Uh, one of the, her biggest criticisms coming up out of the Democratic field was that... Um, a lot of people thought that she was too conservative, which I don't really get. Definitely not in her policies. Maybe in her, like, personal life, in her personal beliefs... Like, I mean, uh, she, she does all the patriotism stuff. She does a bunch of religious stuff. She's, uh, so, um, maybe in her personal life, but in her policies, I mean, like, I think she wants single payer healthcare and like, and, um, uh, what was the other one she wants? Uh, let's see. There was, there was one I was like, uh, single payer healthcare. And, uh, she wants, um, to legalize like marijuana. She wants to do a lot of like. Um, I think, I believe she's pro-abortion. But she's really, I guess, so I can see why, like, like she is a mixed band, right? Like, because then she's also pro-gun, right? She's really pro-gun. Um, she is, let's see, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. da da let us see. Let's see the other one. It's, it's kind of, I was like, um, she, she believes that there should probably be more security at the borders. Um, so uh, there's a lot of things. It's like, she's she's a mixed bag. And I think I think that's why I like her, too. She wasn't just like straight democrat you know and she wasn't like she was not straight republican for sure so um that's what drove and in her foreign policy stuff about these wars right i believe she has a different opinion why we should end the wars she believes it's from uh uh um let me see she believes that uh we're invading these wars because or we're invading these countries because of um Islamic terrorism right Islamic radical Islamic fundamentalism that uh, uh, that's in danger to us over here so what we do is is instead of taking that out is we focus on on changing regimes and stuff um, but um, which I, I kind of think it's, it's she, she's half right like we, we shouldn't be changing the regimes right like the regimes there should Take care of themselves. To be honest, we shouldn't be getting involved. In that we shouldn't be giving them. We put most of those regimes in power. They should be allowed to like. They need to take care of themselves. You know, like they need to worry about themselves. The Middle East needs to worry about the Middle East. That's and that's more why my reason is is you know like we we, I don't think we're quite as competent as people think we are, when it comes to fixing problems in other countries. You know. Okay, so, um, and that'll take us into our next story, which I guess will be the final one, right, uh, that I'm wanting to talk about. So, um, another big thing that happened this week was there was a vote in Congress, okay, for ending, is mainly the Senate, for ending uh, giving, selling arms to Saudi Arabia. Okay, this it's pretty cool, man, because this one was introduced last month by Senator Ron Paul on the right, you know, uh, son of, or, I'm sorry, Rand Paul, son of Ron Paul, you know, uh, famous libertarian, and then also Bernie Sanders on the left, you know, super socialist that well, he's not, he, he, he's not super, super, but he, he's, he's probably the most socialistic, um, socialist a senator in in the country right so um and also by Mike Lee, another Republican, right, so anyways like these two guys have um outrageously like ideologically different stances on 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 government, the size of government and what we should spend our money on and and all these things right like what what the government is even for, you know so but uh, these two guys they come in and, and they they both agree that what we definitely should stop doing is giving guns to Saudi Arabia because they're gonna go and use those guns and they're gonna use them on Yemen and they're gonna do a blockade and they're gonna um, it's gonna leave the to, to cholera and and plague and famine and all these things are happening right now in Yemen right because we're arming the Saudi... we're we're not just doing that we're actually fixing a lot of we're providing parts for them to fix their their equipment we're you know selling them bullets we're uh, doing lots of stuff man you know, there biden had said that we're going to stop doing that he's going to take us away from supporting uh, saudi arabia right and um and well and Biden, but then Biden comes out and saying we're only going to be doing defensive weapons cells. Well, what does that mean? You know, uh, Ron Paul's speech on the Senate floor was pretty interesting. He's like, well, I mean, what like these defensive are just as bad as the offensive, right? Because what they give cover while the offensive weapons are <laughs> are being built up, and then like the next thing happens, they go and they they send the offensive weapons. So, like, what is is that really even a thing? I mean, it's an active war. Should we be involved in it in any way? And and right, yeah. Ron Paul was saying an amazing, his amazing speech, man. He was talking about like, like years from now when this thing's over, um, the Yemenis people are gonna remember it, man. They're gonna remember that the Saudi regime uh, was was killing them and they and and dismembering them and and putting their 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 families through such horror and and and. And just terrible things, man. Because that's what's going on over there, right? That's what's going on in these countries over there. And and they're saying, like, when the Yemenis tell their kids this, that, you know, the Saudi Arabians did this, and the U.S. gave them the guns to do it. That's how we're going to be remembered, you know? Like, is that good? Is that humanitarian? Is that the humanitarian position you want to be taking? Is that is that what we should be doing with our taxpayer monies? We should be killing Yemeni. We should be aiding a genocide in Yemen. Like people out there make that argument. Biden out there made that argument. Biden said he was going to stop doing this, right? So, and and, and they released a statement. The the Biden administration released a statement, and it's let's see if I can find it real quick. Do, 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 do. And it says something like that. the statement of the administration policy. Okay, so the administration strongly opposes. Passage of Resolution Thirty-One, a joint resolution prohibiting a per prohibiting a pr- proposed U.S. foreign military sales FMNS case to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia of defense article. or oh, oh, defense articles, including two hundred and eighty, AIM one twenty C, dash seven C eight advanced medium range. Air to air missiles, AMRAMs, ARAMs, AMRAMs, I believe it's called, and, <coughs> and related to the articles in service. These proposed FMS case would replenish Saudi Arabia's existing inventory of air to air missiles. These missiles are not used to engage ground targets. Saudi Arabia uses these munitions to defend against their aerial cross border attacks, such as Houthi explosion, exploded laden drones. The FMH case has issued its full consist with the administration's pledge to lead with diplomacy to the conflict in Yemen and in U.S. support for all offensive operations in the war in Yemen. Also, while also ensuring Saudi Arabia has a means to defend itself from Iranian-backed Houthi air attacks. Okay, let's remember that, all right? Iranian-backed Houthi air attacks. The passage of SJ Resolution 31 would undermine the president's commitment to aid our partner's defense at the time of increasingly missile drone strikes against civilians in Saudi Arabia. Okay, so... Um, that's, that's the, that is the, uh, statement that Joe Biden's administration left out. Okay. So he talks about, you know, we got to replenish them, We got to give them more guns. Okay. We got to give them more guns, air to air missile guns. Right. Um, and so these are like, if, if, um, people on the Yemeni side shoot missiles over there, uh, they'll have like the ability to take them out, you know, but this goes back to what Ron Paul is saying saying um you know like they're they're, they're only like pre- they're using the defensive weapons to protect the offensive weapons so as soon as like you know the defense is over they're sending those off- offensive weapons in okay and and hey maybe the saudi arabias do have the right to defend themselves should we be the ones who are doing that should we be the ones funding them let's 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 think about that. Let's ask that question. Is that the moral stance? You know, um, it's it's w- Saudi Arabia is is a pretty hard country, man. Like, I mean, they still like decapitate people for a sorcery. You know, they they you can't be gay in Saudi Arabia. They'll throw you off a building. You know, drug dealing. You can't you can't if you get caught with like marijuana, they'll probably cut off a body part, maybe even kill you. So, I mean that's the people who you want to be protecting i mean i get it they got the oil but man we got our own oil too so should we be taking their time i don't think so okay so so this whole thing right this whole so what's going on in yemen anyway a lot of people ask um pretty much what happened is let me check my notes right quick i don't want to get this wrong There was a um, Saudi Arabia, Yemen had always had a, let me see, I don't want to get these wrong because it's about Sunni and Shia, it's a Sunni and Shia thing, right, or at least it's, that's part of it, that's part of it, so let me see, okay, so um. the Saudi had always backed the, the Yemeni governance pre-2014, right, and they are uh, Shia. No Sunni, they are Sunni. Sunni, right? The Saudis are Sunni, and they backed the 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 Yemen government there. But then there was a there was a uh, a change of government. It was a coup almost, and the Houthis, uh, came in, and the Houthis are Shia, and they're Iranian Iranian backed Shias, right? Uh, so now that Yemen, so now that these guys are in charge, Saudi Arabia is, is has been starting to send in more people. And we started to aid them and stuff. Um, we started to aid them under Obama because because they had felt really bad that we had helped take down Saddam because Saddam was a big buffer between them and Iranian and all these wars this all the, they're all connected, all the Middle East is connected, right? It, what it really is it's two cold wars going on, okay, so it is Iran and um versus oh shoot versus Iran versus oh my god uh saudi arabia i cannot <laughs> cannot say it. it's right all right, and there's two cold wars right so all the surrounding areas are are all the wars that are going on in the surrounding areas are really proxies of for these two giant nations to take power right now we have chosen to take power and, and there's an also another cold war right and there's a cold war on top of that it's it's a light cold war it's it's the remnants of you know the old cold war US versus Russia right so we have decided to side decide with Saudi Arabia and um Russia has decided to side with um Iran for, for numerous reasons, right, um, it, it became into that. And we could go into the whole history of all that, but it's it's, it, it's it's forever. It's really dense. They're all connected, okay? All these wars, all the Middle East is connected because <laughs> um, they're both two cold wars, right? So, um, it's back to Yemen, right? Uh, when this started, um, when we toppled Iraq... Saudis, uh, got pretty upset because he was a big buck buffer, right? So, um, negotiations happened that we would, for, as to appease the Saudi Arabians for that, we would aid them and we'd sell them weapons and military tactics and equipment to, uh, when the Iranian, uh, I'm sorry, the Iranian-backed, uh, Shias, um, Houthis took over Yemen, right? Because they wanted, they would rather prefer that friends of Yemen, or friends of Saudi Arabia stayed in control um, in Yemen rather than anybody else. So uh, we helped them there, right? And we've been helping them ever since. Trump was selling them. There's that big you know, Trump the photographing scene where Trump was like, I know, you know, Saudi Arabia we gotta sell them the weapons. Someone's gotta buy them. If we don't sell them the weapons, you know, someone, someone else will. So, um, you know there's that scene, and um uh, so yeah, I mean, that's where we've been in, in in since since and when Biden was running, he said he was gonna start stepping more and more away from that from to, and for to to be honest, he's done doing it a little, um, like I mean, not selling offensive weapons is a start, but we need to get to no, we're not selling them in none, like none, you know, I mean that's where I, that's where I want to be uh so um that's 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 all that right now and that happened this week okay so (laughs) so this bill right let's go back to um we were gonna stop selling them this but it ended up getting voted down 67 votes against it man 67 that is crazy that's in the senate right there's 100 people in the senate and 67 of them Cool with selling guns to Saudi Arabians. They're cool with aiding in a genocide. That is gross, man. That is what is coming of our government, where we think that's the right choice. You know, where we have put in such like horrible people in charge who think like it's cool to kill kids in Yemen, like to arm to kids in Yemen, right? So and and what is I forgot what the number is in. uh I believe it's like fifty-two Democrats and. 50 or 48 republicans right so it's, it's it's a little bit tilted in the in the democrats flavor the senate so um so i mean that's the democrats right so i mean it, it took a lot of those people to 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 join in and stuff so it's it's a it's a bipartisan issue that we should be selling guns to kill kids like i think that's gross man i think that's gross and and that's where we are so um uh, I'll I'll try to keep y'all more updated as as this the the whole history of Yemen is always um uh, the foreign policy of all, not just Yemen but Middle East always kept me really interested you know uh, since I uh, was in the military and stuff and I, I've i tried to keep up on on it so it's always been an interesting topic for me but um guys well thank you very much guys we'll close out with that story uh, I want to appreciate all y'all guys for listening to me if I'm getting new listeners guys thank you very much. If you like what you're doing, if you like what you're hearing and stuff, um, let me know. You can comment on this section on Podbeam and uh, let me know what y'all think. You can comment on my Facebook at John Abraham or John Abraham Comedy. Uh, I'm on all Instagrams and, and I'm I, I'm kind of on Twitter, but man, just find me on Facebook or Instagram. That's really where I am. And um, I just want to say thank you very much. If you like it, like, share and subscribe. Um, thank you for listening to the John Dono show. Y'all have a good day.